this is Coach's Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You're in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Coaches Chat. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of the episode, I want to remind you that the registration is open for my free webinar, The Secret 7. I'm giving away seven programming tools that the CPT textbooks never cover, but are highly important and useful for working with real clients. This free webinar is going to give you exercise material that you can use right away with your clients. It is on October 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern time, but if you can't attend live, you can still register and your link will be used as the replay link so you can watch it at any time after the live event. Even if you attend live and want to watch again, you can use that link. Uh, And the great thing about webinars, you can sit back, relax, watch in the comfort of your home or whatever you're doing because there's no camera on you and um, you can learn at your own pace. So the link for the registration is bfosterstrong, the letter bfosterstrong.com slash secret seven. But it's also in the show notes or you can visit me on Instagram at foster underscore strength. And it is the link in my bio. All right, let's get into the episode. So today I'm talking about checking your judginess. Why am I talking about this? Because I caught myself being judgy. I caught myself being judgy. So one of the things that comes with expertise, I think in any field, is a real level of confidence, a real level of of belief in your understanding about it. And we definitely want that. So I want you to feel confident about your knowledge. I want you to be able to walk into a gym space and feel like, This is my home turf. I know a lot about this and I can confidently help people reach their goals. The trick is, when does our confidence teeter on the line of judginess and or, I don't know, big like quotes on elitism or just being too big for our britches? I think there's a way to ride that line and to have both of those components as who you are. So a real confidence, but also a real humility where you realize that you don't know everything and that there's still a lot to learn. And that maybe even if you know better than someone, it's not your place to say or to interject. Story time. Right now... In popular, like, 
fitness culture, at least for individuals maybe aged 17 to 30, I don't know, um, weight belts are like really more popular than I've ever seen before. So a weight belt is something that you put around your waist, tie tightly. They're either clipped or they have um, like traditional holes and points like a belt that you would put on your pants. And they're going to create some kind of artificial stiffness or almost um, tactile uh, sensation. So it's creating some stiffness and then it's also giving you sort of like a, um, a kinesthetic cue where you're, you're creating additional abdominal support, stuff that your body itself doesn't have to work as hard to do. And, uh, and, and if you're using it really well, you are still working on it, but it's creating that stiffness so that you have added spinal stability and you have a sort of cylindrical um, abdominal support system so that you better transfer force so that you can move heavier loads. These are really useful in a variety of sports where you're going to heavily load the bar. In training, they're useful for certain um, certain aspects of lifting heavy loads um, or creating additional spinal stability. They are not something I, as a trainer, would suggest you use with every single exercise where you are under a barbell, or certainly not every single exercise that you do in the gym. But for some context, I go to a gym that is primarily a lot of college students. I live in a college town, so this gym sort of caters to college students. And right now, I don't know if it's TikTok or Instagram or just sort of like the gym aesthetic is... For women in particular, it seems like you put the weight belt on, cinches your waist a little bit, you get the like big booty look going on, which more power to you on the aesthetic vibe. But are you doing a disservice to yourself because you're using that in a in one kind of not the way it's intended? Are you missing the opportunity to um, train that? abdominal support, that core stability without the belt, something that you're going to want. And are you, are you sort of, I don't know, here, I feel like you're misusing it. I feel like you're missing out on opportunities to train. And I feel like it's just for the look of it. You could say that about a ton of things right now, probably all of for, for all of time. You know, there are lots of things that are a trend because of the way it looks or because the, all the cool kids are doing it. And I'm telling you at this gym, it's all the cool kids. I've never been a cool kid. So I'm already feel like out of place, but it's all the cool kids, at least, you know, at, at 20. And, um, and so I see these weight belts coming out all the time. It's, I also see the knee sleeves coming out for, weights and difficulty level that I feel like it's not appropriate for. And I found myself yesterday kind of standing there doing one of those, like, I don't know. I had a judgy moment. I was like, why are you using that belt? You have no idea what you're doing. I'm not saying that to anybody, but I'm thinking it in my mind. Now, I, as a trainer 
as a coach, as a whole business mantra is I don't like judginess in the gym. And I'm very inclusive of beginners and I'm very inclusive of um, like people of all sizes. And I want to make sure that everyone feels comfortable in the gym. So when I caught myself, you know, making a making a, in my mind, sort of passing judgment about your use of this implement, I was so frustrated. I was frustrated with myself because I'm like, sure, I think I do have better information about this, but I don't know this person. I don't know their goals. I don't know their intentions. And honestly, if they're not my client, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're using the equipment incorrectly. I I think that person's safe. I don't have, I'd like to make sure that everybody's safe in the gym, but also I don't work there. They're not my client. It's not even my like workspace. I don't have a professional obligation to that. I'm certainly not ever going to let somebody like get hurt around me, but, but it really doesn't matter. And I think there's a danger as the more knowledge we accumulate, the more we can switch into this mode of, I know better than this person. And while I think you should own that knowledge, I think you should be confident in your ability to explain why I don't want you to use that weight belt right now. Unless that person asked, or unless we created a relationship where it was appropriate for me to offer my opinion about their lift, or unless they were my client, then it, then it doesn't matter. And And I should keep my opinion to myself. Nothing is going to, I'm not going to rock the world if I go over to this person and make them feel bad about their choice to do this thing, especially when I know nothing about them. I know nothing about why they're choosing to do this exercise that I don't like, or I don't know, I don't know anything about them. I don't know their why, and I don't know, yeah, what, what, would motivate that choice. And so I think it's really important, the more we get confident in our abilities, the more we need to check in with, are we still making the gym a comfortable place for other people? Are we still making the gym a place in which someone can learn and grow on their own without me involved? I, my whole goal is that more people are lifting weights, feeling confident, comfortable. If I get to help them, great. If they're doing it on their own, great. So I'm definitely going to do my absolute best to not pass that judgment. So now I didn't say anything. I don't say anything when I see these things. But what I was thinking to myself was, make sure your energy is also not thrown off this vibe. And that's an important thing to remember as a trainer in a gym, especially if you're trying to get clients in that gym. You might have a thought about what somebody's doing. And your thought might be entirely legitimate. But if you're standing over there with that stank face on and the let me pass judgment about the choices you're making vibe. Everybody sees that in the gym. And even if that person isn't paying attention to you, there's a potential client who's watching you and they see what you're doing. And I know you don't mean anything meanly about it. And I know oftentimes most people are just like, oh, I want to help fix this thing for them. Or I want to help. I want to help 
the youth of <laughs> these gyms realize that you don't have to use the weight belt all the time. But I, that's not, nobody asked me for that. Nobody said, Betsy, please make a campaign about these weight belts or please make a campaign about how you'd love people to have a little bit more like, you know, stacked hips and ribs. And maybe nobody asked me if I think that you should also do anterior lower body and not just posterior lower body training. Nobody asked me. And so I'm going to keep it to myself. I'm going to keep it to myself. Um, and I think, I think that's just a really good reminder of how we can sometimes overstep and create a space that isn't comfortable for people. I think about this, uh, this is a good example too. I set up for my bench press in a position that some people would not use. Uh, There's a, you know, a position with a lot of anterior tilt um, that is sort of preferred on a bench press. That position is not great for my pelvic alignment in terms of how my pressure system works. So I don't have what someone would say is the gold standard setup for a bench press, but I'm able to bench heavy. I feel no pain and I like the way it feels and I'm not doing like long-term damage in terms of that position. So if somebody just randomly looked over and were like, she doesn't know anything about bench press, that's not the position I would get into. You know, that could be that could be really frustrating. And if I wasn't a person that was confident in my knowledge and ability set and the choices I'd make, I might start to change what I'm doing to adapt to what somebody else believes at my detriment. Or I wouldn't go to the gym because I feel like people are looking at me and judging me and making me feel uncomfortable. And so that is, again, your knowledge is terrific, but it doesn't necessarily always apply to people. It doesn't need to be said all the time. And we have to assume that the person who is doing whatever knows what's best for them. So I am going to assume that everyone who is choosing to use a weight belt has some reason why this is when and why they're going to use a weight belt. I can have my professional opinions, but above all, my greatest goal is to create an inclusive, welcoming environment. And I have to balance feeling like I know everything or know a lot, not everything, but you know what I mean. Feeling like you have expertise that someone isn't maybe going to take, they might not be ready to take that or may not apply to them. We aren't going to be able to force our opinions on anybody. So here's some practical tips that I think are helpful. I think wait for people to ask for your professional opinion. You'll know what that's like. They're either going to ask specifically for things about them, or if you're in conversation, someone says, oh, you're a trainer. What do you think about X, Y, or Z? There are going to be moments where someone did ask for your opinion. Save your opinion for those moments. Wait to offer advice until you build a professional relationship with someone. So I don't necessarily have to be someone's 
trainer to offer advice, but I want to know them first. I want to feel like we have a two-way street going on sort of comfortability about me offering some information. And then like I've said in previous episodes, I'm actually going to explicitly ask if they would like help or assistance. I think that's really helpful. That's important. And then third, make sure that your body language, your facial expressions, and how you're showing up in the gym is more welcoming than super judgy. Remember that anybody in the gym, whether they're brand new or whether they've been doing it a long time, can sometimes feel like people are watching them. I feel like that in the gym, and I'm a person that feels wildly comfortable in that space. I can still feel like some people are watching because that's the nature of like all these machines and stuff and mirrors and everything. I want to make sure that my presence isn't making anybody feel uncomfortable or judged. And I think you having an opinion about what somebody's doing isn't inherently judging someone. There's like a line that you cross in terms of judginess, but figure out a way to make sure that your body language, your facial expressions, the the sort of general vibe you're giving off is inclusive, is non-judgy. And you could check in on that. Listen, people are going to have opinions about you no matter what. I, I think I can, I, w- I was just saying this yesterday, I was saying like women are expected to smile. If I'm not smiling, I'm, uh, you know, insert inappropriate language here. Uh, like that's just sort of the expectation with women. If I'm serious, if I'm focused, it looks like I'm a, I can't say it. (laughs) Um, no, it looks like I'm a bitch. If I, if I don't have a smile on and to me, I'm like, Come on. When I'm in the zone in the gym, I've got my concentration face on. So you can assume whatever about me. You can't change how people are going to um, perceive your energy. I just shared a post about that um, by somebody. And uh, you can't. You can't change it. But you can also be honest with yourself and check in whether or not some of your internal thoughts are presenting as something that doesn't make people feel welcome. So I'm not saying that you have to smile at everybody. I'm not saying that you have to think what everybody's doing is the best thing ever. You just need to realize the boundaries of your expertise and the boundaries of um, where your expertise is needed or requested. And then let the chips fall when they may. That was a long episode to tell you why I don't like weight belts, but I think it's also really important. Thanks for listening because I I like checking in on myself too. I like being honest about when I I notice in myself, "Mm, that's a behavior that I didn't really love or I think I didn't, I wasn't thinking in a way that lives up to my expectations for myself. Happens to everybody. Um, I have things with clients where I go like, I wish I hadn't said that, or, oh, I don't like the way I delivered that message, or I don't like what I, what, how I approached uh, a challenge today. If you have a coach or a teacher who's unwilling to admit when they make mistakes or unwilling to admit when they don't, when they weren't their best selves or weren't thinking through things well, 
then I don't think you're, you're dealing with a real human. And that's me. So while I don't love weight belts, I am going to make sure that I'm not, I don't look like I'm giving off that vibe to anybody. Maybe I wasn't, maybe I didn't look like that, but I know in my mind, I was thinking to myself, why are you using that? And I think I would maybe want to know, maybe they have a really good reason for it. All right. So just as a reminder um, about those three things you're going to work on. One, you're going to make sure that you're not offering advice that isn't asked for. You're going to build relationships before giving out advice. And then you're going to just be aware of your body language, facial expressions, particularly when you're in your work gym setting. I mean, if you're working out on your own and you're in your focus mode, you don't have to smile. You don't have to be overly... um, overly, I don't know, charismatic or anything, but there's a line between um, looking like you have something to say about everybody's stuff that they're doing. All right, that's it for me for today. Um, A reminder about The Secret 7. The link is in the show notes. And yeah, I think that's it for me today. Uh, As always, I love hearing about what you thought about the episode. Um, you can email me, Betsy, at bfosterstrong.com. That's the letter bfosterstrong.com. Or send me an Instagram DM at foster underscore strength. Um, yeah. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I greatly appreciate it. Until next time, go do amazing things. Bye.